Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I am here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are crypto prices are in a bear market. What will get us out of all of this? Today, we discuss four things in the works that I personally believe bring risk of further declines or they may be keys to catalysts in prices going up. What are these items and what is the what is the status of each of these things? Favorable crypto legislation in the USA, Bitcoin spot ETF approval in the US, Ethereum merge, and the Bitcoin Clean Energy Initiative. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, if you don't like don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars and follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right. <clears throat> well, how is everyone going on today? You know, did we get a nice weekends? Um, my poker game was fun. I lost, but I was able to make most of my money back by staying in the game never giving up and waiting for the tables to turn. Well, it paid out for me in poker. I think it will also pay out for me in crypto. One has to ask themselves, are you here just to make money? Are you here just because a bunch of people made tons of money in the last couple of years and you want in on it? Well, I'm not here for that reason. I mean, I want to make money and I definitely want to seize any opportunity for big gains. But remember, where a bunch of my, where a bunch of people made money, a bunch did get burned. Over the life of crypto, people have been burned over and over. These people tend to be the people that do not take a long view. They do not hang in there, or sorry, they do not hang in there and stay on top of it. They do not commit to this whole emerging market and new technology. And they seem to miss out on the fact that for the first time in known history, common folk like you and I can invest in emerging market and new tech before the banks can. Today, I want to discuss four items I am watching out for to tell me where prices are going and how well adoption is coming along. These four items are favorable crypto legislation in the U.S., Bitcoin spot ETF approval in the U.S., the Ethereum merge or update, and the Bitcoin clean energy initiative. Okay, let's dive right in. So legislation in the U.S., uh, there's a ton of bills being a ton, a ton of bills being uh, proposed, and these bills are, from what I understand, they are just political posturing and commu political communication for the upcoming midterm elections. We cannot, ex we should not expect to see any actual legislation until after the midterm elections, and the midterm elections are in November, and then there's holidays, and so. Really, I mean, we might not see any meaningful legislation until next year. The only thing legislation I can imagine coming is the maybe a stablecoin regulation. But if it's favorable, that could be a positive thing. But I don't know that we're going to see something that's going to be enough to impact the prices. So that's legislation. And when I talk about legislation, I mean like the GAAP accounting standards need to be changed. Now, who does that? Does Congress do that? I mean, if Congress writes a law and makes and de and decides that Bitcoin and crypto are are capital assets, then when a when a when a business holds them on their balance sheet, and then the prices go down. They can write down the value of those 
And then when the prices go up, they can write up the value. What this does is it helps improve the position of the of the company on paper when you're looking at the valuation. Now, of course, if the crypto has gone down, it doesn't. But assuming that over time, the, pri the price of these things will become less volatile and we will figure out what it looks like to have clean or sorry, it, what it looks like to have have uh, crypto sitting in the treasuries of different companies, especially banks. Banks will not hold crypto at all until these standards. It's like zero. I do not, I foresee no crypto being hold on any banks until the SEC decides that they're going to change the way they look at it or the GAP counting standards are changed, uh, change the way crypto is being held. Most recently, and MicroStrategies, which holds a hundred and some 70,000 or some crazy like that number of Bitcoin, their, their last, one of their last year's quarterly pay, uh, filings got rejected by the SEC because they said that Bitcoin is not a capital asset. Therefore, when the price went down and then went back up, MicroStrategies was not enabled to increase the value of this asset on their paper, on paper. So that means on paper, their company is worth less than what it was, if they sold all their Bitcoin at the prices at the time, then they would have been able to sell it for much more money than what they are recorded at on their balance sheet. So this is like a nuance that not enough people are talking about, but that is by far, I would say, one of the biggest changes that we need to see happen. However, we need to get through with this, some of this security versus commodity registration with the SEC, which I've talked about that in the past. So I'm gonna say favorable legislation, for crypto being one of these things or maybe something that I have not mentioned yet. Now, the second thing is a Bitcoin spot ETF. The Bitcoin spot ETF means right now you could trade Bitcoin futures, but so that mean but every, just that just means that you're trading contracts. No Bitcoin is ever purchased to settle any of these contracts. Now, if if there's a spot ETF and then those those prices are everything is settled by purchasing and holding onto Bitcoin. That means less Bitcoin on the exchanges, less liquidity in the less Bitcoin being able to be traded in the market, and uh, which should increase cause the prices to go up. As well as let's not forget, since banks can't hold it on their balance sheet, they can only help facilitate transactions and charge a transaction fee. And so, having a spot ETF enables banks to create products where they can hold Bitcoin. And it also helps them, helps their customers who don't want to open up an account with Coinbase. A lot of people are like, oh, I think, I mean, if I could do it with this company that I hold all my money with, you know, Goldman Sachs or Merrill Lynch or whatever, if, if I can't buy through them, I'll just wait. I don't feel like dealing with that friction of giving out more of my, all my identifying information. And so, there's a lot of people that will come into the market with a Bitcoin spot ETF, but that'll also actually fundamentally impact the market. So that's the theory anyway. So that's a spot Bitcoin ETF. Those, those are the two biggest things. Now, there are two, two other things like the, uh, the Ethereum upgrade and the Bitcoin Clean Energy Initiative. And I want to dive into those things. I talk a lot about legislation and Bitcoin spot ETF, but I haven't really spoke about a lot of this. So now the, the 
what first off before i start what do you think do you agree with me so far legislation and bitcoin spot etf are going to be massive narratives to help with the price do you believe what legislation do you think that we need to focus on and what do you think about a bitcoin spot etf okay now the ethereum merge is quite a big deal the merge promises to lower transaction fees speed up transaction due to transactions due to sorry speed up transactions to reduce lag and congestion and reduce energy consumption and along with it the carbon footprint this whole ethereum change over is with regards to its security and consensus protocols ethereum is moving from proof of stake to proof of work what does that even mean robert i'm you're starting to lose me okay well let's do something let's uh Let's dive into this. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sharing my screen right now. If you're listening on podcast, you can click on the first link. All right. Authors Liam Kelly, Renee Millman, and Stephen Graves write for Decrypt. What is Ethereum 2.0? Ethereum consensus layer and merge explain. The long planned upgrade to Ethereum aims to improve the network scalability and security by switching to proof of stake consensus mechanism. So I think they do a good job explaining the differences. You can also read the article for a more in-depth explanation of what and why this is going on, but I'm just gonna give you a little context what the difference is between proof of work and proof of stake. I like to find different explanations because I'm hoping that the more I do this, the better it'll help you understand. Okay, how does proof of stake differ from proof of work? Which block with blockchains such as Ethereum, there is a need to validate transactions in a decentralized way. Ethereum, like other cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, but not that many others, currently not that many others with as much impact and price transactions, etc., currently uses a proof-of-work consensus mechanism. In this system, miners use a machine's processing power to solve complex mathematical puzzles and verify new transactions. The first miner to solve a puzzle adds a new transaction to the record of all transactions to make it the blockchain. They are then rewarded the network's native cryptocurrency. However, this process can be hugely energy-intensive. So basically, what they're saying is, in order to create security in the market, then the computational power needed to to process a transaction or sorry to win a block win the block to process those transactions so there's two separate things first you need to win the block and then you need and then you get to process those transactions there could be fees associated with those transactions so you can make money twice you can make money by the reward by by winning the, the mathematical puzzle first and that math ma- or, and you can make money on the transaction. Now, this is just like proof of work in general, okay? And so the the amount of power, the 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 difficulty of the puzzle needed to win win the block is impacted by the amount of computational power on the network. So the more miners plugged into the network, the more computational power is going to be the more difficult the puzzle is going to be and and so that is where all the energy consumption because the more people come on the more power is needed to break these kind of kind of decrypt these things so that that should hopefully explain it does that make sense if not please leave a comment below and i'll try to 
do a better explanation. Proof of stake differs in that instead of miners, users can stake a network's native cryptocurrency and become validators. Validators are similar to miners in that they verify transactions and ensure the network isn't processing fraudulent transactions. These validators are selected to propose a block based on how much crypto they have staked and how long they've staked it for. So the, a lot of the people, a lot of people who do not like proof of stake, they're talking specifically about this part. The validators are selected based on how much money they have and how long they've been around. So seniority and amount of money are most important. That doesn't sound very democratic to me anyway. Other validators can then attest that they've seen the block where there are enough attestations. A block can be added to the blockchain. Validators are then rewarded for the successful block proposition. This known this process is known as forging or minting. The main advantage of proof of stake is that it's far more energy efficient than proof of work as it decouples energy intensive compute computer processing from the consensus algorithm. It also means that you don't need a lot of computing power to secure the blockchain. So this process is happening. There's been a lot of anti-crypto stuff around the energy intensity. So Ethereum, crypto's number two coin by market cap, is currently going through a changeover, or at least they are trying. So let's go into where they're at right now. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so where where are we at with this whole process? Well, right now there's around seventy billion dollars locked into this update. This means that people have locked up over thirty eight million Ethereum to be used in staking pools running on the testnet. These Ethereum will not be released until the upgrade happens. Author Liam Kelly reports for Decrypt, Ethereum liquidations topped $157 million after merge upgrade test hits snag. Following the Beacon Chain's block reorganization event, Ethereum dropped over 7% on Friday morning amid concerns around its planned merge. So when the prices go down, then they can trigger liquidations. What people will do, they'll borrow, borrow ETH with... They'll borrow your money and then turn around and buy Ethereum or they'll borrow Ethereum and 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 bet that it's going to go long. They take a long position. Well, there's the other side to that long position. If the if the price goes down, then whoever whoever is assisting in that transaction, they go to the person and say, hey, the value is dropped. You need to give me Ethereum if you can't more Ethereum. If you can't give me more Ethereum, then we're going to take your Ethereum that you put up for collateral and we're going to sell it. Now, these liquidations happen every time there's a big price drop and that causes further price collapse. Okay, that's not really important to the merge, but that's also important just in general and understanding these things. So anyway, the title says a snag in the upgrade. This is not good. All the coins locked up can't move. And if they could, I wonder how many people would unlock and sell. Coinbase will not give you your staked ETH until after the upgrade happens. This takes a ton of supply off the table to be traded. When the upgrade happens, it's hard to say if people want to pull out and sell their coins that have been locked up for a while. However, they are going to still be able to continue to make a return. Right now, we're making about 3 to 4% interest on the locked you on the locked ethereum of course you can't collect your ethereum until it's over however i think on some platforms they might allow you to unstake your eth coinbase does not so the question is how many people leave their coins in 
Um, I expect the prices is leave leading up to the upgrade. I expect prices to start going up because of hype and the narrative. It'll lift prices. Will it? I think so. How much? Maybe on its own, not enough to pull us out of a bear market. Well, the test net that is running with all of these locked up coins, they're testing it. It's called the beacon chain. So they're testing this upgrade. This beacon chain experienced a hiccup. And I have a little excerpt I want to read from you. On Wednesday, however, the beacon chain, a sort of ghost version of Ethereum running in a parallel to the current Ethereum, experienced a block reorganization event. Such an event means that for a brief moment, the beacon chain had been forked and blocks of transactions were being processed on another parallel version of the beacon chain. So basically, they're saying that something happened. They had a hiccup and Ethereum just started going off in multiple places, which means that they're that's just like just destroys the entire whole concept. Like if you have multiple chains that are competing with each other you have ethereum that could be spent twice which you can't have that the whole concept of this open ledger is to make sure that there is no fraud and all transactions can be validated publicly and transparently well this just this thing happened and they're like wait a minute are they ever even going to be able to do this update well let me uh Let me see here. I got a tweet here. Okay, here we go. The Ethereum beacon chain experienced a seven block deep reorg uh, two and a half hours ago. If you want to know a block reorganization event, we can just pull it up here. Uh, That just shows what it is. We can like, what is block reorg? And it says a reorganization abbreviated as reorg occurs when a block is deleted from the blockchain to make room for longer chains. Okay, so something that you might you need to know when there's a block, when a the way that this stuff works is the longest chain is the pick is the chain that picks. So if a, if someone comes in and starts processing transactions on a separate chain and they can get longer than the main chain, then that new chain will be will erase the old chain. I know it's crazy, right? So this is like why there's some questions about, about some of these events and some of this transitioning over, like, is this actually going to be, is this actually, this whole thing actually gonna happen? Like, where are we at with this? You know, where they keep pushing the t- pushing it back more and more and more. And it says, but since then, the network has begun producing blocks uninterrupted. According to the Block Explorer, a postmortem is expected soon. So I'm sure we'll hear more. I'll keep you updated about that. I'm sure we'll hear something later this week. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that, hey, I have a bunch of money locked up in Ethereum or, or let me rephrase, I have money locked up in Ethereum and then I have some Ethereum ours in the in the in the staking um, upgrade. And so my I have two ETH locked and I have some other ETH that is sitting on the sidelines that I plan on buying low and selling high. So I don't plan on selling my ones that are locked up. Of course, I can't. But if if there's a snag, then people are going to be like, wait, this thing isn't going to happen. This is going to end up as bad news bears. So I'm going to just get out of it. However, 
leading up to a date with no more dates being pushed out will, I believe, cause the prices to run up, at which time the ETH I'm selling now, hopefully it will be worth more and I can sell some, but I do expect the price to go back down. What do you think about this? Does this make sense? Please, if you don't, if it doesn't, please read the links below and use those to help explain it and leave a comment below if that was insufficient or if it was sufficient. All right, I'm going to move on to the final story so this doesn't go on all day. All right. The Bitcoin Clean Energy Initiative is the final item we will discuss today. I mentioned this in the past. There have been some theories going around about proof of stake, or sorry, proof of work mining. I know the, you know, the energy intensive consensus and security protocols that Ethereum is trying to migrate away from. So that proof of work, it turns out having an energy consumer with 24-7 demand can be a good thing. So check this out. This is at Bitcoin.energy. Bitcoin Clean Energy Initiative accelerate the global energy transition by supporting impactful projects and scalable solutions for Bitcoin ecosystem. There's a big push to get Bitcoin and crypto into the good graces of the environment by making sure the energy it consumes is renewable and also to incentivize new green energy production. So the green energy that is being consumed is not being taken away from people and businesses. Okay, I want to just read some stuff. Bitcoin is key to an abundant clean energy future. In this memo, we aim to explain how the Bitcoin network functions as a unique energy buyer that could enable society to deploy sustainably, or sorry, substantially more solar and wind generation capacity. This deployment, along with green energy storage, aims to facilitate the transition to a cleaner and more resilient electricity grid. We believe that the energy asset owners of today can become the essential Bitcoin miners of tomorrow. So I'm just going to read these little highlights. Bitcoin mining presents an opportunity to accelerate the global energy transition to renewables by serving as a complementary technology for clean energy production storage. So how does that work? When Okay, hold on. Let me read this one too. Bitcoin miners as a flexible load option could potentially help solve much of these intermittency and congestion problems, allowing grids to deploy substantially more renewable energy. Solar and wind are now the least expensive energy sources in the world, but are hitting deployment bottlenecks primarily because of their intermittent power supply and grid congestion. By deploying more solar and wind, these generation technologies will likely fall even further down their respective cost curves, bringing them closer to zero marginal cost energy production. So the theory goes, if you plug in Bitcoin miners into an energy grid and you, and when energy consumption rises or energy demand rises by your, um, sorry, when energy demand rises on the grid, then that kind of takes you that then the energy sorry oh my goodness if the energy demand increases on the grid then the bitcoin miners turn off some of their machines to reduce their consumption so you're not taking it away or making it more expensive for people and business other businesses and then as demand drive goes down then bitcoin turns those machines back on. This creates a constant demand, 24-7 demand on the energy grid, which incentivizes more energy producers to plug in and create more energy. This would be ideal if it was renewable. How do we ensure these things are renewable? I guess through initiatives like this, maybe legislation and 
um, maybe tax incentives. I don't know. But the whole, the whole concept is that increasing energy consumption and making and smoothing out the ups and downs of, 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 of demands, then you can have a more secure energy grid. However, also, you should be able to create new projects in places where there is abundant solar and wind energy, even if there are no transmission lines, by having Bitcoin miners sucking up that energy until the production gets to such a large capacity that transmission lines, utility companies, build the transmission lines and start and become the consumer there. And then they, this, 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 this whole concept of the initiative, Bitcoin Clean Energy Initiative, is to, and it says right there, that last point I made, by deploying more solar and wind, these generation technologies will likely fall even further. So the prices should go down even more. So you should, in, so what they're saying is the theory is that Bitcoin mining can be used to increase our green energy production and decrease the price. I mean, come on. Does that sound amazing? It's like, okay, so where are we at with this? So block, block, block as in square, Jack Dorsey, that has teamed up with Blockstream, which is where that paper that I just had up uh, is coming from. And they're using Tesla's solar panels and their mega pack to create an off grid solar farm that is completely sustainably run by consume being paid for by Bitcoin mining operators buying their energy and the Bitcoin mining being paid by the rewards and the transaction fees. So will this take off? If this takes off and this is success, this project is successful, then I do think that you're going to see a huge bull market come from that. However, how long is this going to take? Where are we at right now? As far as I could find, I cannot see. It looks like they're breaking ground on building this thing. So I will keep them apprised of this. But all of these things, I do not see. Maybe a bot, Bitcoin spot ETF could happen this summer or this fall. So that's the only reason why I think we could see. And then also the macro stuff, which we have no real control over, but like we have more of power over what is happening or have more, more play a larger part in what's happening with the these four items that I named. So you can be actively engaged with your government and you can create videos like I am. You can post and tweet and that'll help with the legislation and maybe a Bitcoin spot ETF. And also with the Bitcoin uh, green energy stuff, you can you can you can donate, you can stay apprised. But the crypto industry is actively trying to see if we can we if there is a potentially positive for renewable energy creation from Bitcoin mining's con energy consumption, which sounds like a is sounds counterintuitive but the stuff is here just read the links below check it out and then the ethereum merge like i do see we'll see a run up but if this thing keeps getting pushed out and pushed out and pushed out i think that could be bad what do you think about all this let me know your your thoughts and i'll keep you abreast of all of this stuff and i hope you had a good weekend i hope you had a great uh, holiday to all the people that have died to protect our right our all our rights uh, on this memorial day I thank you and your families for their sacrifice and have a good Memorial Day and I hope you're enjoying. Okay. Hoddle on. Take care.